Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters and by Pigeons Cooing. Tonight, we'll read the next part to The Princess and the Goblin, a children's fantasy novel published in 1872. If you'd like an easy way to listen to these continuing episodes in order, go to snoozecast.com series. When we left off, our little hero, Curdy, is trying to find his way out of the goblin's cave system when he stumbles upon a strange sight. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Curdy came at length to a small chamber of the caverns in which an opening high in the wall, revealed a glow beyond. To this opening, he managed to scramble up, and then he saw a strange sight. Below sat a little group of goblins 
around a fire, the smoke of which vanished in the darkness far aloft. The sides of the cave were full of shining minerals like those of the palace hall, and the company was evidently of a superior order, for every one wore stones about head or waist or arms, shining dull, gorgeous colors in the light of the fire. Nor had Curdie looked long before he recognized the king himself and found that he had made his way into the inner apartment of the royal family. He had never had such a good chance of hearing something. He crept through the hole as softly as he could, scrambled a good way down the wall towards them without attracting attention, and then sat down and listened. The king, evidently the queen, and probably the crown prince and the prime minister were talking together. He was sure of the queen by her shoes, for as she warmed her feet at the fire, he saw them quite plainly. That will be fun, said the one he took for the crown prince. It was the first whole sentence he heard. I don't see why you should think it's such a grand affair, said his stepmother, tossing her head backward. You must remember my spouse, interposed his majesty, as if making excuse for his son. He has got the same blood in him. His mother, don't talk to me of his mother. You positively encourage his unnatural fancies. Whatever belongs to that mother ought to be removed. You forget yourself, my dear, said the king. I don't, said the queen. Nor you either. If you expect me to approve of such coarse tastes, you will find yourself mistaken. I don't wear shoes for nothing. You must acknowledge, however, the king said with a little groan, that this at least is no whim of rabbits, but a matter of state policy. You are well aware that his gratification comes purely from the pleasure of sacrificing himself to the public good. Does it not, rabbit? Yes, father, of course it does. Perhaps. Do you think I've got toes?